What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we got to get moving. Oh, he's an old guy. Yeah, he's an old guy. Here I am on the Harley-Davidson Livewire electric motorcycle. The Harley-Davidson Limewire? You downloaded that motorcycle? <laughs> you wouldn't steal a motorcycle. You wouldn't steal a motorcycle. <laughs> I I would if it was available on the internet. That's what I'd tell you that much. <laughs> i tell you that. I'd download a, a whole ass life from the internet. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think I, why do you think I downloaded Sims 3? Why do you think I downloaded World of Warcraft, buddy? <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's recording in the morning. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. We used to record in the morning every day of the week, back in college. <laughs> we used to always be 7.30 a.m. boys before Sunday Mass. Oh, yeah. And then, and now, it's different. We're different and, people. And Ethan would record, we'd, he'd record the episode, edit it, and post it by like 1 p.m. Yeah. What a waste of my Sunday. That's not, yeah, it was not a good thing. It was not a good thing. <laughs> I don't know why we only recorded on Sundays. I guess we were busy, but we like couldn't have been that busy. I know no. what kind of guy I was in junior year of college. I was not that busy. No, you weren't that busy. I could have snuck it in between class. I tell college kids this all the time. If you're a college kid yeah. who's listening at Franciscan because I put ads everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't do that it. yet, but I'm going to do it. No, you should do it. I didn't do it yet, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. It's yeah. not cringe. It's they're our target demo. Yeah. Like, why would you not advertise to them? What yeah. are they going to do? Listen to another Catholic comedy podcast for young adults? <laughs> There's not no. any. I was, I was talking to someone in my class about it. He was like, yeah, that's a really good point. I know a lot of podcasts that are like Catholic theology podcasts, and the hosts are funny sometimes. Mm-mm. But the point of that podcast is not to be funny. And I was like, yeah, you just explained our whole deal. That's yeah. great. You people, should listen to the podcast. People get it intuitively. You know you have a good pitch if people like can articulate it without you get feeding it to them. Oh, yeah. It was like marketing was right 101. Yeah. The oh, best part else? of waking up is Folgers in your cup. <laughs> the best part of waking up is Cafe Bustello in my cup. The best part of waking up is I did a pour over this morning with whatever 
grounds we had in the little cup on the countertop, oh. and I made mm-hmm. it. I put it in this cu- in this mug, and now I'm drinking it with a cup with my coffee cup. So when you do a pour over, like, how do you know when to stop pouring? Uh, when it's over. <laughs> oh, so when the pour is over. <laughs> um. So some we comedy a, podcast, yeah, comedy podcast is elite electric commentary on pour over coffee. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's coming on the pod yeah, Kevin now. J- Kevin James is listening right now, and he's like, "Oh frick!" Like this he's is got, great. These are unlocking planes of comedy I didn't know existed. He just he just pulled out a he just pulled out a sketch pad. He's like, "I gotta remember this for grown ups three. He whips out his jorts and starts taking notes with a sharpie. That's Kevin Smith. I know. I don't know the difference. Um, he gets on a stepladder and gets a notepad of a car. That's Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart short. Yes. Thank you. The Chemex that I own doesn't have lines on it. And so it is, it's an intuitive feel. You kind of get it as you do it. You kind of understand mm. how much to put in. Uh, there's a little, so some of them have like lines that show you the milliliters or whatever, and you can kind of weigh it and do the whole, it's like a chemical, it's like a scientific process for some. Yeah. It's too automatic. It, yeah, I don't like that because you weigh out the beans and you weigh. It's just a yeah, lot. I don't have that no. kind of time. So what I do is I know if I want to have two cups, I make uh, – there's a little button on it. There's like a little bubble. It looks like kind of an Audi belly button on the mm-hmm. on the thing that I pour into. And I know that if I want to go up to that line, I can do three one-tablespoon scoops. And so – and I just – and I don't always have a tablespoon on hand. I just know about how much that is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then you make the coffee and then you pour it in. And then once it gets up to a little Audi belly button, you're done. The hard part is, is if you want to make more than that or less than that. And that just kind of is like based on feel and trial and error. So now I kind of know it's about five tablespoons to fill all the way up to where the sure. wooden handle is. And it's like one and a half-ish to make one cup of coffee. And it's like about halfway below the belly button you know so <laughs> it's kind of you just got to do it's, it you just got to try it try you just got to try you just gotta try no, I, more we need to have more things like i i was i used to be such a slave to the measurements in yeah. cooking you, you know can't what i mean be a slave and you got to do that in baking like you got to yeah. make sure that oh, the proportions are the same baking been, is a science experiment i've been reminded of like, this yeah cooking is like jazz yeah you know it's like it's like jazz yeah, yeah you know you gotta know when to like you know i'm gonna put more garlic powder in it this time just yeah. more garlic powder me as i make scrambled eggs for the fifth time that week <laughs> it's the same it's the same every time i don't do anything different than my eggs <laughs> I we had we had the only problem with that is like we had really good chicken the other day and Phoebe was like how how how'd you make this and I was like I just eyeballed everything I, I, I just I, I don't know I I, I told the, the boys I told the boys we were gonna do a riff in C and they they <laughs> followed me and I just I told I told them we were gonna play Autumn Leaves and they just did a riff I don't know what that is that's a jazz standard I I was like I made this chicken like Marty McFly when I was on stage at the at the under 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 the water enchantment dance in back to the future and i said boys follow try to keep up i i like how he played he played a song that's like from the 50s in the 50s and was like oh you guys don't like that but your kids are gonna love it no he played a a song from the 80s in the 50s Joni b good is from the 80s johnny b good Joni 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 b good alt world clown start world. start roasting me in the discord now johnny be good <laughs> uh johnny be good came out in 1985 dude what oh well elvis presley made a version of it in 69 
so maybe someone remade it in 85 but well yeah the hold on let me look it up chuck berry yeah hey you know that sound you're looking for well listen to this (laughs) johnny be good is a 1958 rock song that was first written and recorded by chuck berry okay yeah i knew i was right about this all right well then maybe well when when did he go back in time 1955 i think he went back to 1955 so he's three years sooner yeah, which so it's like so I don't but understand he played, why he but said he played, that. But he played, but he went. He did that whole riff at the end, you know, where he just went off and did a solo. You know, he was talking about the riff. He was talking about the riff, like the song. He was talking about the riff. The song was good, and it was a bit more fun, a little rock and roll. But then he went, yeah. you know, and then uh-huh. it was good. I played the gotcha. guitar. So he's talking about the riff. I get it because I thought I thought that he was like when I was a kid. I watched that movie and I was like, ah, yes. Rock and roll must have been invented in the 80s. It was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, the the band Keep It Simple Stupid invented rock and roll in 1980s. <laughs> Welcome to Watch Mojo. Here's the top 10 Keep It Simple Stupid songs. Number 10. I don't know any uh, I don't know songs. any of them. I don't know any of them. <laughs> I don't know oh, any songs uh, Rock kiss. and roll all night, parentheses, and party ever. I wa- parentheses, I want to rock and roll all night. Another parentheses <laughs> <laughs> and party every day. <laughs> that is the name of the song. It's parentheses. I wanna and then rock, rock and, roll and roll all, all night. night and party every day. Um, that's a great song. That's good that they made that one song so that they stay kind of in the rotation. Never you know? mind. It's not rock. It's not in parentheses. I wanna rock and roll. It is. I, I'm, so, I'm so Read the title to me, know. please. Now. Okay. Uh, it's. I it's just I want to rock and roll all night redirects to rock and roll all night. So it's rock and roll all night is the name yeah. of the song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's from the it's from the single Kissin' Time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. All right, boys, welcome to the band meeting. We gotta write another album. We're really lacking here. We keep making music, but we don't have any girls, right? We gotta figure out a way to communicate. That we're ready for some physical interaction with these women without overtly saying it. <laughs> yes, G- Mr. Simmons, what what is your idea? What if we name the album Kissin' Time? <laughs> that would, I think, very clearly communicate what we want. <laughs> also, we could rename my balls the Family Jewels. <laughs> that What's sounds that? that's great, Gene Simmons. Good idea. Let's All right, Adam little... Levine. Adam Levine, what do you want your first first album? <laughs> it's Maroonin' Time. <laughs> Maroon, that's Adam Levine, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. What's another band? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> One, it's Queen in Time. It's Queen in Time. I can't believe that. That's the real-life Morbius meme. I love it. I love the fact that the world exists and that all it takes for us to make fun of it is a Wikipedia page away. <laughs> Dude, people don't even know. Like we, we're like we're gonna start up. We're gonna start a. a <laughs> we're gonna make other podcasts. We're gonna tell people how to do podcasts. Well, okay. Step one: Wikipedia.org. You need to be able to read the first paragraph of a Wikipedia entry as funny as possible. As funny as possible. And as tip. fast as you can. As fast as you can. <laughs> you need to be able to scan lots of information very quickly and find the most pertinent off the wall detail and then milk it for everything that it's worth or you have to be really good at editing so you take the pause out <laughs> or you just got to make up a something and then and then patrick agrees with you and then you make him look dumb because you say the real thing <laughs> the old bait and switch the old old hook and, and ladder <laughs> uh so father anthony who uh, <laughs> that's my favorite meme the laser eyes who yeah, father that's anthony. really good <laughs> someone i yeah anyway 
Wait, say it. Say that story. I, I, someone not on Catholic Twitter posted something about a celebrity or whatever, and I oh. wanted to post that meme underneath. It's like, who? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Father Anthony said something, said a hot take on his episode of Clerically Speaking, or our episode of Clerically Speaking that we did with him. He was also mentioning it to be in another forum that will remain nameless. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he said the hot take that evangelization is not important. So he... He seems to believe, <laughs> or the, the, the opinion is, that evangelization is something that is second to holiness, which I think is fair. Yeah. I think, okay, I I'll, think I'll church, just, church pretty well backs that one up. I'll just present his argument. He says, we don't, need, like, we don't need specific best practices for evangelization. We just need to become holy. What do you think about this? Yes. Okay. I podcast podcast over. over. Well, I thought you were going to say more, so I was just I thought you were that was a first <laughs> premise, and that you were going to give me some more premises. But I think okay, tell me what you think. Okay, I think that it is important to have best practices for evangelization. That's what I I think. I think it's the same thing as what we were talking about before the episode, where it's it's a liberal solution to a liberal problem. Oftentimes, boo. boo. Yes, no, yeah, sure. yes, actually, because so this is something I was thinking about. Um, because it's not, hmm. So let's think about Jesus, right? (laughs) Sure. I like thinking about him. I like knowing about him. I was reading this book by father John Ricardo. Good. And, um, he was talking about the, the, have you ever heard of this forgiveness? I, I, I've once forgiven someone, I think. Yeah. So let's, let's think about. I just want to have a couple of premises here. You ever pray the Lord's Prayer? Uh, that The one from Mass? Yeah. Yeah. So let's think about what it says there. Forgive us our trespasses. As, as we forgive those who, who trespass, trespass against, against us. us. Right. Yeah. So implying that our forgiveness is dependent upon how well we forgive others, right? Yes. In, in certain sense, the mercy we receive is almost contingent upon the uh, mercy that we give one another backed up by the parable in Matthew 18 about the the unrepentant servant and all that stuff. Um, And you have a a few other things too that those, uh, those as is come in uh, quite often and he lists a few of them. Um, Be merciful as, as your father, as God is merciful, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. It's not, it's not, here's, here's how to forgive. Yeah. And then I will forgive you. This is not, here's how to be merciful. And then I will be merciful to you. It's not, here's how to be perfect, you know, as a matter of practice. It's like, do this mm-hmm. and then trust that the spirit is going to help you do it is essentially like what Jesus says. You know, yes. he doesn't really give prescriptive methods on how to be perfect, on how to forgive, on how to be merciful, on how to, even the last thing he says in the, in the, in the New Testament. Yeah, I mean, not the last thing is being dramatic. Last thing he says in the Gospel of Matthew, right? Mm -hmm. The Great Commission: um, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I will be with you always until the until the close of the age. And then he just he's gone. He's pieces. And so it's not like here's how to teach, and here's how to baptize, and here's how to do all these things. What he says is, I'll be with you, Mm -hmm. and like that's the method. You know, is like go and do these things and I'll be with you while you're doing them. And as long as that's true, then it will happen. You know what I mean? Sure. And so yeah. that's why I like, 
I agree with the sentiment because I feel like the way that Jesus came and preached the gospel, it leans more towards the be holy and then let me do the rest as opposed to come up with methods and then we'll work through those methods together, which yes, okay. seems reasonable. But so I see I see like a I see like a, a an Aristotelian mean here. No. You know? uh. There's a, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I just, <laughs> You just, I say no. something that's like moderately academic. And you're just like, boo! Uh, I hate it. So you just, I so bored so Pod- fast. <laughs> like podcast canceled. I know. I don't like it. I'm kidding. I like Aristotle. I think no. He's a good so guy. the Aristotelian mean is like when there's a virtue, there's like an excess of a, a defect by excess and a defect by defect. by lack. So like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's it's. So yeah, there's an excess and a defect of every virtue. So like an excess of a of courage is is foolhardiness, and a defect of courage is cowardice. Right. So I think there's like there's like two extremes. That's another way to put it. Yeah. I don't need to use Aristotle for this. There's there's two there's two extremes. I think one extreme is like the methods of evangelization. Yeah. I'll get to you in a second because I okay. think there's a I think there's a wrong way to do methods of evangelization. Uh-huh. But I think an extreme in the other direction is like oh. I don't need to consciously evangelize anyone. I just need to just become personally holy. And I think that's a liberal solution to a liberal problem too. Because it's like, oh, I just need to personally become super holy because yeah. that that denies like the bodily necessity of – that denies the body of, of Christ. You what know? does like, it oh, mean to become holy is the question. Sure. Because that's the – what's up, Phoebes? Baby on the cast. Baby on the cast. Baby on the cast. Baby on the cast. <laughs> Leo, say something. Say something. First he's podcasting so moment. He's so big. I know, right? He's flat. I always see the pictures of him and it's like divorced from any type of reference. You know, there's no <laughs> banana for scale. But now I'm seeing him like, he's a guy. He's a real guy there. He says hi to me. He's Leo, no, say Leo. hi. Please? Look at him. Such a gen alpha. He's mesmerized by the screen. Yeah. Stop looking at the screen. Make him fart. <laughs> Look at your father. Make him fart. He saw me and smiled, but now he's oh, not really? anymore. Lift up his legs. See if he toots. Look at this smile. <laughs> just grunting. He's a little congested. He's got a he's got a little bit of hair on him, but he's kind of a bald boy. Yeah, he is. He's got like oh, he's got a little mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. You should spike it. Say hi to Mr. Ethan. What's up, kid? You're gonna go far in this business. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a friend for you. Your friend is. Your friend is coming soon. Yeah. A couple months. A couple months. He's almost there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Oh, are you going? She's oh, leaving. you're like leaving. Bye, Phoebe. No. Is Leo going? He, he ain't staying. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to. You think he's got to go. <laughs> Bye, Leo. Fart in the mic. Mwah. Fart in the mic before you go. All right. He's <laughs> what are you sorry about? Oh, no. You're fine. <laughs> I disturbed myself on the podcast. Um, Bye, Phoebe. Have fun getting identified. Bye, she's getting She's getting TSA pre-checked. Nice. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think it's... Well, I I just disagree with your your the premise with what oh. you said. Because I think the holiness that you're talking about is not actually holiness. Sure. It's a straw man version of holiness. And so is there like a, like maybe on the one side, it's like focused on interior uh, satisfaction, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what, know what the right phrase would be, but um, I mean, an interior feeling of like an outward expression of, you know, like my holiness will evangelize. So I just have to be, you know, outwardly really Catholic and we just have to be, they'll know we're Christians by our love. We got to be real loving and like real happy all the time. Cause people, cause like my, my, my professor for my grace and virtues class is talking about what the Christians were like in New Jersey. And Uh they were just like, so obviously more happy than everyone else. And that was like a sign of contradiction. Right. But you can't help but think there was a little bit of like people would become Catholic or Christian and they'd be like, oh, well, I must I need to be super happy so I can fit in right with the rest of the Christians. This is what it means to be a Christian. It's kind of like how in youth group you, you know, when you join youth group, you follow Matt Marr on Instagram, you know, like because that's how that's what everyone else does. You know, they don't listen to they don't listen to Tupac or whatever the kids listen to now. The most famous artist of all time. They don't listen to the most famous artist of all time, T-Pain. They listen to uh, they listen to uh, Sarah Kroger, uh, and I think I think you're right that there's there's a straw man of you know of holiness. But I think that people when they hear oh you just have to be holy you don't need to evangelize I think they'll go right to that straw man in the same way that I think that if you say here are the best practices mm-hmm. they'll go to the straw man of oh if I just do those things then I'll be evangelizing right if I'm steeped in the tradition then I'm evangelizing. And so then I think the the onus is on the teachers in that okay. place because th- because we should not even offer them the option of anything. Like the only option should be holiness in the true sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you are holy in the true sense, you will evangelize. You will because what is evangelization? It's the preaching of the good news. What's the good news? That I've been saved of my sin, that a Savior has come for me and he's died on the cross so that I can be united with 
my father in heaven forever. Mm -hmm. Like that's the good news. And if I am truly holy, then every action that I do is evangelization. It's not like it's, it's a wrong thing to think that only my vocal witness is, is the evangelization, you know, like an act of love, an act of charity is evangelization, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, laughing with your friends, having a family, like all these things are evangelizing because it's, it constitutes a whole, like evangelization is your existence. If you are a baptized Christian, like you are like a, we're supposed to be salt and light, you know, with what, if salt, like salt is the, the defining aspect of salt is that it's salty and it makes things salty. The defining <laughs> aspect of salty. the defining aspect of light is that it it drives away darkness. Like it fills the space that needs to be filled by light. You know, like there's really not anything else that can go there but light. Sure. And so that's what I think. That's when I think of evangelization. That's what I think of is like the Christian is that. And like it's not like applying salt. You can't apply salt in a specific way. You know, salt is only salt, <laughs> and light is only light. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I think but like where where does where do the things like, you know, the forming intentional disciples framework and like Jim Beckman's framework, where do those fit in this? You know? Yeah. Like why because those are obviously good things and mm-hmm. I I th- th- that's what I think about when I think of like best practice for evangelization. Right. I think of these are good ways to help people understand the spiritual life more. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you can do it with, you can do it with like a one-to-one comparison with the woman at the well, right? You can make it a little more biblical if you want, but still it's like extrapolating, understanding this is what the process is. It's a distinction in order to unify, right? Yeah. Instead of like, instead of, instead of distinguishing, so like you can say, oh, this person's on step one, step two, step three, step four. You can say, oh, these are the different, this is the process this person is going to go through if they go from non-believing to believing, and I need to understand that if someone is, I mean, that was the, that was the revolutionary part of forming intentional disciples for me was mm-hmm. just because someone is seeking Christ does not mean that they are going to find him because they might stop seeking. Yeah. But what I don't want it to become, and this is what I'll bring up, okay. is corporate evangelization. Okay. And I, I, I was thinking about this as I drove past um, a, a Jehovah's Witnesses stand. Have you ever driven past one of those? Yeah. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses used to go door to door. Yeah. But now they kind of just like stand on street corners. And they hand out flyers and stuff. Yeah. And they don't like preach at all. Yeah. They also don't don't stop you. Like I always, I always walk by and I'm like ready, you know, I'm like, all right, let's, if I'm ready to chat, if you want to stop me and then they don't stop me. So I like, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And then I keep walking. I'm like, dang, what's happening here? Yeah, not, and, even, and, not even like a popsicle or something. Like, get me, to- get me, stop me with a little freeze pop, you know? Yeah, and like it, it's crazy because they don't ever look happy to be doing what they're doing. No, you know, it's just no. they they were told by their church you gotta you like hey, put in some of these hours, you know, get people to convert or whatever. Um, and they have these nice, well marketed pamphlets from the central office, and they they sit in a little kiosk and they're not branded as jehovah's witnesses because jehovah's witness is a weird brand. It just says jw.org um it's it's very cleverly put together and i think some i do think that some catholics wish the catholic church was like this that we got like pamphlets to hand out from the central office and we had little kiosks 
where you can get some Catholic CDs or Catholic books from the Augustan Institute, and then that will evangelize people. I do think I do think that's like a a, a, a desire because it's a it's a it doesn't require anything of me. So I think that I think you're I think that I think that it's true that methods of evangelization can depersonalize it, and you can rely on those instead of relying on on. The Holy a personal Spirit. approach, yeah, relying on on the Holy Spirit animating you as a person, making mm-hmm. you like Christ, so that people know who Christ is. Yeah. But I do think that it's still important to like, because I've 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 spent a lot of time trying to get you know Joe Parishioner to evangelize his coworkers, mm-hmm. and when I do, or when I try, the response is like, well, I I don't know, I don't know how to do this, so how can I do this? Right. I'm not trained. Yes. You know, and it's, and I, I want to say like, well, you don't need to be trained, but very clearly they want some kind of training. So what yeah. kind of training do we give people? Yes. This is wonderful. You've asked, you've fallen, I'm activating my trap card. Because oh no. <laughs> training is a liberal solution to a liberal problem. Yes. And it's, well, but, let me, no, no, you've okay, just said a whole ah. bunch of things and I want to respond to all, everything you just said for the last My five podcast. Years. No, our podcast. <laughs> You said something earlier about how like you need to understand the thresholds yeah. if you want to do this. I think yeah. – and maybe you overstated it, but I – like the thresholds thing and like understanding seeking and understanding the curiosity and understanding like all of those things, to me that's like um, uh, like uh, more advanced theology. You know, like you, you can know those things, but they're not necessary in order to Mm -hmm. be holy, you know? Yeah. Um, Like you can be really stupid and be really, really holy. You can be stupid holy. You can be stupid holy. You can also be a certified genuous and be, and be a great saint, you know, like this, both things are true. And so I just wonder like the greatest evangelists in the history of the church they probably would not be able to tell you the thresholds of conversion or tell you how they did what they did, right? But what they would be able to say is, this is how I've lived my life and this is the way that I've invited people into my life. And beyond that, I don't really know what to tell you. You know, like that seems to be kind of the consensus. And so when you're saying, okay, this person wants to evangelize, this is a good good test case. So person wants to evangelize in their parish person comes to minister Patrick and says, I want to do this. I don't know how, what do I do? You now, there's a road in front of you, two roads and they're diverged. And the wood is of a varying color, depending on the time of year. And you pick which way to go. You can either say, let's meet once a week and I'll go through, you know, uh, about five different lessons. And, you know, hopefully at the end of it, you'll know how to do it. And I'll give you some training. Maybe even you come to a class that I'm already doing. Option two is why don't you and I uh, hang out? Why don't we get together? Why don't I come with you to the office mm-hmm. and, and we get lunch together and you invite the people that uh, you want lunch with to, to come and sit with us. And then let's just talk to them and you follow my lead or you don't even have to follow my lead. I'm just going to talk to him and let's, I mean, if that's, if that works, let's maybe do it again, you know? And then it's like become a part of his life mm-hmm. as opposed to divorcing him from his life, giving him training and then putting him back into his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like 
if I think about what a saint would do, even a great saint like Aquinas, who's a great teacher, you know, the answer to a question like that would probably be like, let's go together mm-hmm. and figure this out, you know? And so then the tra- it's on the job training as it were. It's still training, but it's a very, it's like incarnational as opposed yeah. to intellectual. That's Tell me like, how when you I, feel about this. When I did, when I did like the trainings, the evangelization trainings that I did a couple times at Holy Spirit, it was like a 10 minute just introduction and it was mm-hmm. all like practicum it was all just yeah, like yeah, let's yeah. talk to each other and let's pr- let's let's practice sort yeah. of yeah mostly because i think it doesn't it doesn't matter that this is what they should be doing mm-hmm. or they should be ready to do i still think that if you asked it's like if they if they want training and that's what their their brains are doing it's like, okay then we have to make a training that actually works like we have sure. to we have to train them in a way that that leads them to hey you just have to be friends with people and you know become close to them and then be Christ to them right that that's so like ethereal to most people mm-hmm. they can do it because mm-hmm. they are Christians like they're yeah. they're disciples so they can do it yeah but they just don't it's a mental block because whenever you do something you're trained for it yeah right whenever you do something you're trained for it and so like i'm not trained for evangelization i i don't i don't know you know but it's like they just have to be told you are the person that can evangelize your child you know and i can help you but you are the person that can evangelize your child if your child has questions about the faith that they don't understand they can come talk to me you can't answer that question they come talk to me but like you are the person who knows your kids virtues and their vices and so it's your job to like educate them and bring them up in their virtues and to get rid of their vices Mm -hmm. um and so like when but it's still it's still you know it's a confidence booster i think is like i'm trying to give people confidence and say you know hey this is something that you can do something the holy spirit can do in you sure Uh, don't worry about it just go nuts you know yeah it's the but i think i think you're right it's that it's the redirection of like you want training and you think like you have a flawed understanding of what this is and you think that if you learn more you'll be better at it which is just that's true for a lot of things school work it's how our culture is set up yeah if you learn more you'll be better at the thing even just in our cultural understanding of knowledge and success and productivity doctors right if you learn more you'll be better at it yeah phd's all these things but that's just like not true. Yeah. And ooh, you know what it's more like? What's it more like, Patrick? It's like the pour over coffee. Maker. It's like the pour over coffee. Yes. Yeah. Cuz you you can do these like weighed out, you know, exactly 5 tablespoons and There's that's gonna important. Be, someone's going to have their PhD in coffee in the Discord and they'll be like, "Actually, the coffee tastes Actually, this when you reheat it this many times and you do this <laughs> to the beans, you make sure you have that fine of ground." Like it's sure there's probably a way that it's the best. But Yeah, it, it, but when you do it more, eventually you don't need the rules. Yes. But you need to start with the rules. Mm-hmm. I think you need to start with the rules. Because you need to know, people need to be told. I think people need to be told, don't hit them over the head with go to mass, go to mass, go to mass. The reason why they why people need training is because nine times out of ten, people's understanding of what evangelization is, is, hey, you want to come to mass? 
and I have to tell them, hey, that might not be the way. Yeah. You know? But do you need a do you need a class to do that? Or can you just in your life that you're living with these people, like just talk to them? Uh, like yeah, can it, can sure, it be it like, can. When you're saying training, I'm thinking of Patrick is hosting a weekly class or a weekly meeting with a guy where it's very much instructor to student. I think you can train someone mm-hmm. like Jesus trained his disciples while he was doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm not opposed to training qua training. Sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm opposed to reducing everything to class-based instruction. Sure. Yeah. So, like you're like if you work for a church, if you're an evangelist, it doesn't matter if you work for a church or not actually. If you want to be an evangelist, can you just live your life with people? It's like, oh, you want training? How about you come hang out with me and my friends this weekend and you get to see how we talk and how we talk yeah. to each other and what we do, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll come with you to your thing. And then, we'll, you know, like that's that's how it ought to be. And I understand yeah. that people don't want that, but it's it feels it feels wrong or dishonest to just say, all right, well, I'm just going to give you the things that I know because I've been trained in them and you're going to go do them and then we'll check in once a month. Like that doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah, it's it feels like I'm trying to like do it faster on a bigger scale and right. make more people evangelists, but you know, it's like fundraising. You can't you can't do group presentations all the time because no one's going to no one's going to step up because they think someone else will step up. Right. That's the that's the thing is the is the speed. That's what I was thinking about. It's like, okay, if I'm trying to make as many evangelizing disciples as possible yeah then sure having classes and having weekly small groups and having deliverables and having weekly check-ins where you have a spreadsheet and you're marking how often people are praying with the people they're trying to evangelize then great you can do that if that's what you're Mm -hmm. trying to do is make as many evangelizing disciples as quickly as possible i don't think that's the model of Christ. Yeah, it's not a long-term solution. It's not a long-term solution. It, it yeah. is a short-term solution if you want to say maybe get people hired for your organization. You know, you can get a lot of people hired for your organization. Do I think that. it's I think it's somewhat remedial too because it's like presenting the gospel in a form that people understand. I mean, we do this with youth ministry, mm-hmm. right? Hey, we're gonna have a club meeting, and in that club meeting, you present them the gospel. You know, because that that's we're gonna have CCD. You know, we a weekly evening event for kids mm-hmm. the cat that are catholic and that's kind of the we that's how we present middle school mm-hmm. youth ministry to them it's like this is an alternative to ccd and then with that presentation we do a bait and switch and it's like actually it's the gospel ha tricked you yeah uh so i think i think that that's the place for it but i do i do think like it it can be a little factory farmy you know yeah it's like you know i mean that's what parish work is it's factory farms it's so, trying to grow. <laughs> it's it's a grift, but the if you just let go of the uh, the need for speed, that's that I think solves all of these problems, and that's what Father Anthony I think is getting at at his comment, yeah. which is that it's not about evangelization; it's about being holy. Being holy is evangelization. It just is slower and more measured and more intentional than the mm-hmm. fast paced. We got to rip through as many event like disciples and small groups and programs as we can to get as many quote-unquote evangelists in our parish as we can it's it's sloth it's it's because people feel like they're so far behind because we are so far behind but the solution is not to speed up really really fast and try to overcompensate for the last 50 years of nothing that we've had 
it's it's do to do what we've always done, which is to pray and love your family and have community and uh, give to the church and and trust that the Lord is doing something that you can't see and that knowing that He's going to raise up people sure. for you. Like there was a guy that texted me the other day. I had lunch with him a year ago. He texted me out of the blue. He says, "Hey, do you want to get coffee?" We talk. Find out that he wants yes. to go to he wants to go to daily mass a lot more, and he's looking for better community with his wife. And I'm like, "You should hang out with my friends." And he's like, "I, I would really, that. really love that." I'm like, I "Okay, cool." That. I didn't have to do anything. You want to know why? Because the Holy Spirit is moving, and I I just need to be receptive when He moves towards me. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's it. Just is a anyway. I'm done. I'm not saying anything. Okay. Should we maybe talk about the people who support us? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And maybe the segment that we like to call Patron of the Week? Patron of the Week. Uh, I need to pull this up because I got a, I got a notification from Patreon that someone supported, but I nice. don't see them on the notifications. Yeah, I don't I don't think we got any new patrons this last I week. I think we did. I have an email from Patreon that says an it was email. from September 13th. Well, maybe someone and joined says, and then also left. Yeah, so Katie Rose has been a patron for a while, but she says she, she added, I got an email that said, I just became a $10 patron. So thank you, Katie Rose, for, nice for Katie being up at a $10. Katie Rose thinks that this podcast is worth $2. Isn't that crazy? If you think the podcast is worth a cup of coffee, support us for $10 a month on Patreon, and you get access to the Video Bonus Podcast. Yes. The only podcast that's recorded on video. <laughs> Take that, Drogan. Um, okay, and if you Borden can't support Peterson. us on Borden Peterson, if you can't support us on Patreon, that's okay. I totally understand. Instead, you can support us, and it seriously is supporting us by going to uh, Apple Podcasts and giving us a five star review, like Searsem Seven did, longtime listener, first time reviewer. Heyo, oh. been listening to the pod since its humble beginnings. Took a break from listening during grad school, but now that my dissertation is all done, I've been binging at work. Nice. Such an engaging podcast that has added to my life, my faith life, so much. Listen if you want to hear some good thoughts and today's about today's world, as well as some A one jokes. Looking forward to listening until Ethan and Pat's sons take over. Yes, <laughs> my large baby son. Yes, yes, yes. Very large baby. It's the dream. Thank you, Sears awesome. Seven. I'm so glad you've been listening since the humble beginnings. That means that we there's so many people that have listened since the beginning, which is crazy because it was so bad. It used to be so bad. <laughs> We've been doing a couple of, uh, of, of flashback episodes by me not turning the right mic on. Hey, so. look at that. <laughs> if you want to know what it was like to listen back at the beginning, listen to last week's last episode. Last week's episode. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Uh, if you're at the $3 a month level, we just appreciate your support. Thank you so much. At the $5 a month level, we still appreciate your support. Thank you so much. But you get a weekly Crunch Lunch, which is a live radio show that I do on Discord every Tuesday uh times vary depending on when i have meetings and such but lunchtime on tuesday and then i release that recording on wednesday for people to listen to and you get access to the patreon uh discord channels which are exclusive to the patrons yeah, dude. Uh, which is where we, we post things like the little conversation that we had before this episode and you get a little bonus taste a little little bonus taste of us being grumpy in the morning and talking yes. about you know therapy yeah 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 and if you're a $10 a month patron, as Patrick said, you get the video bonus podcast and all patrons receive the over the hedge commentary track that we are making 
This weekend? Do you want to just do it today? <laughs> uh, do you have time today? <laughs> I can't. I mean, I have a meeting in 45 minutes that I need to be at. So no. <laughs> so no. I could maybe do it tonight? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Phoebe. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. I don't we'll want to get up. I don't want to get up at seven thirty in the morning and watch Over the Hedge <laughs> and make a commentary track. I would like to. We got to do a drinking game with Over the Hedge, but with yeah. water or like Red Bull. <laughs> no, with with alcohol. I think. <laughs> okay. Every time, every time the raccoon says a joke, I take a. Slam. Every time, every time the raccoon says it's it's uh, it's 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 raccooning time. Every time the verminator comes on screen, you have to drink. You have to finish the drink in your hand, and then pour a new one. <laughs> I love the Verminator, dude. Anyway, great. so over the edge commentary track, it's coming soon. We've got to schedule when we're going to do it. Another thing that I really yeah. like about this What's podcast that? is that every week we get the chance to a- answer someone's question about dating. We've got so many dating questions from Ben. Thanks, Ben. Not Ben. Ben's married. But Ben has put dating questions in the in the Google Doc, and I have it up. Let's get into Dr. Ethan's dating question. Uh, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. It's called communication, baby. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, the time of the podcast where Ethan se- or where Ben sends us screenshots of people who have anonymously DM'd him on nice. Discord. Great. I love that. Please keep DMing Ben Eastman on Discord. <laughs> You For can, anything, any reason at all, actually, if you want to DM Ben. Distract him at work. S- send him messages right now. Ask him, ask him for pictures of his kid. That he was in. He was in the Air Force. The, what, the Air Force? Yeah, Air Force. Air Force is just the army of this guy. Ask him about <laughs> uh, his job. He does rockets. Uh, send him a message for us. That's Ben Eastman on Discord. Bit.ly slash crunch Discord. Do you know that it's called law because it covers the land, the air, and the water? <gasps> That's not true, but I saw Whoa. that on like a conspiracy website once, and I was like, that is the most galaxy brain take ever, because law is an English word, and English hasn't existed forever. <laughs> Did you know that it's called land because it covers land, the air, Nashville, and Detroit? <laughs> What's land? I don't know. I'm, we're not Can you look getting, up the not, Wikipedia article real quick? No, there? we're not doing this. I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, I, no, need I need to figure out, what is this land thing you speak of? Can I we please to... go to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner? That was my favorite bit ever. Okay. Uh, hi, Ben. I have a Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner question. This one is time sensitive. Oh, baby. Hi, Dr. Ethan and Professor Pat. Lo- lifelong listener. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Second time caller. You, we have a six-year-old writing into the show if they've been listening <laughs> for their whole life. <laughs> So there's this guy that asked me out at the beginning of last semester. Context, I'm a sophomore in college. Wow, it's six years old. Impressive. TBH, I was shocked that he asked me out. We were both friends in a friend group, and I thought all of our interactions were very platonic. I thought he was pretty awkward and shy, never considered him a romantic interest. Uh, Suffice it to say, I was caught off guard, so I shut it down after one date. I told him I just wanted to be friends, but we ended up hanging out in the group a lot as time went on, and I discovered he wasn't as shy and awkward as I thought, and now I have feelings for him. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to this semester, I'm pretty into him. Oh, <laughs> I think yes, let's go. <laughs> I think he's changed since last semester. I know him better now. I've grown to love some of his awkward quirks. I also have a small feeling he might like me back. We've had meals and study sessions together. They've been pretty flirty. But since I already rejected him out, will he not ask me out again? Should I tell him how I feel? Should I send in a friend to talk to him about it? Help. Thanks. Dang. This is this is great. Just go tell him you like him. He obviously likes you back. This is wonderful. Just tell him. Yeah. 
little little known fact for all you ladies out there guys don't stop liking you until they're married until they're engaged <laughs> until they're seriously dating someone else like it's i may have overstated the point yeah. guys <laughs> will will keep liking you for a long time like yes. there's not it, it, unless you like piss in his food you know like there's really <laughs> unless you like really hurt him yes yeah and even and I then mean really not rejecting him but like rejecting him, him just makes him like you more yeah <laughs> and even then sometimes if you really hurt him he's kind of like i can get hurt again I you know you. like this <laughs> there's there's no issue so i would my, say my type my type for a long time was just girls that hated me that was my type yeah <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yes, we've all been there, I guess. We've all been there, man. Yeah. Um, what What did I want out of that? I just. <laughs> what did I want? I just wanted to. It's need? like I. It was. I was. I was incredibly well liked, and so I needed someone who didn't like me to yeah. prove that I was really well liked. Probably. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but um, I I just go to him and just say, "Hey, I know we went on a date before, and I shut it down." Um. But I've changed my mind, and I'm sorry. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I would. I would not be mad if you asked me out again. I, yeah, that's a good one. I would not yeah. be mad if you asked me out again. Um, I, this or is a I good one. This should, one's, I think you should ask me out again. I think you should ask me out again, and then ask him out and say no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. Just the old. You really want to drive him into the dirt? I'm doing. I'm doing a, a Twitter thread based on that blog post I did for Catholic Match about the question that we tell mm-hmm. people to ask all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the in one of the tweets, I was like, I was like, I, I in the blog post I put this, but this is the most important thing. If you're going to tell a guy to ask you out, you better want him to. Like, you better actually you to. want to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can't you if you can't you can't girl boss and do that. That's no. not. <laughs> I think uh, you could do a little playful thing, like you're on these steady dates or whatever. Just be like, do you want to turn this into a date? Ooh. And then and then he's like, oh, frick. Yes. Dang it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Let's go get some food. Awesome. You're buying. Oh, I love this. This is so cute. This is really cute. This is I'm fun. so excited. This is, please, you have, please write us back and tell us how it goes. The situation that you're in, you have no problems. Your diagnosis is you've looked at WebMD and it's lied to you. You actually are in a great spot. And I need you to tell this guy how you feel. And uh, call us call us later when you're dating. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You you're correct that in in your assumption that since he asked you out and you rejected him, the ball's in your court. Like he can't. He he is, for he's probably not going to do anything. He's probably honestly daily tortured by the fact that you guys are such good friends, and yet and you, you rejected you, him. you rejected him. So mm-hmm. this will be great news. Yeah, and if 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 there if he does some kind of like M Night Shyamalan to us where he's like, I don't want to risk our friendship, just say I do. Yeah, that would I be do. good. Because that yeah. that's that is a that is a, a thing that he might say. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. risk our friendship. There's never been a friendship that I wasn't really willing to risk for a woman. Oh know? oh, sorry. Yeah, like what's what's the what's the 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 two alternatives here, right? You could tell him to listen to this episode if if you if yeah, if listen to this podcast. I like when people say that I don't want to risk our friendship because the two alternatives in this risk are one, uh, the option one is the relationship works. And we uh, get married. Uh, option two is the relationship doesn't work and we stop being friends. Three, uh, the, uh, there's actually three options. Three is we keep being friends until one of us starts dating and then the friendship just fizzles out because it's inappropriate. Yeah. So in 60, <laughs> so 66% way. of the time, your friendship is going to end because you're going <laughs> to either 
not be able to be friends with someone that you like really bad for a long time or you're going to date someone else and you just can't be friends with people that you like yeah in the same way yeah and so, so just date. so if you just date then it's like you're you're going for the 33 percent chance and if you start dating you're either marrying or breaking up so the only the only out of this is either you guys are married or you don't talk anymore so like let's just speed that along you know, let's just <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's get there faster. Let's just speed any percent. Let's just speed run. This. It's like nuking Mars to start an atmosphere. <laughs> you know, that's what this is. We're just speeding it up. <laughs> can you do? Can we do that? Yeah, that's Elon is all about that. If you like nuke the poles of Mars to like melt the water, then you'll start oxygenating the atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. So the the richest guy in the world wants to nuke a planet correct so can we like stop him <laughs> i don't i don't think you can actually that's like super villain stuff <laughs> but it's super villain stuff but he wants to do it he wants to it's like it's like ozymandias from watchmen he wants to nuke to save oh gotcha don't please okay. don't all right the all the bad things. That, please don't make any of the gigantic rocks that are next to our big rock that we all live. Don't don't disturb them. Yeah, please. Don't, please I love it. <laughs> don't disturb the rocks. <laughs> Those rocks are really big, and yeah. I don't know how much it takes to knock them out of orbit. But I don't want that to happen. <laughs> we don't we don't know this for a fact, but legend says that just outside of Mars, there's a big sign that says, "Please do not step on rock." <laughs> And like we're gonna do a manned space trip there, and we're gonna go there. We're gonna see the sign. And we're gonna be like, shoot, shoot. We gotta go back. It's the guy. The 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 Malachandrians are gonna be there. Like, listen, Ooh. we let the rover walk around. That's a good C.S. Lewis reference that you just good, made. Good old space trilogy reference. Yo, a lot dude, of people don't like the space trilogy, but I actually think it's not that bad. The space trilogy. People might not like the space trilogy because it's not a unified trilogy you know what i mean it's not like the yeah. genre changes yes the first the first one is just straight space adventure the second yes. one is you know biblical allegory and the third one is dystopian future yes which but is fun did you know that george orwell hated c.s lewis's book no Why? it came out it came out the same year as 1984 and he was like this isn't what the future would look like at all and the future does look like that now yeah the future is way more that oh a group strange. of scientists creating artificial intelligence oh merlin coming back from the dead and using the power <laughs> of the angels from all of the planets to kill the demonic corporation that's taking over the world totally realistic Okay, Merlin. Merlin's resurrection is an allegory for the second coming of Christ. I know obviously. it is. Okay. I know it is. But he also kills everyone, which is kind yeah, of awesome. Which is what I don't know. You think you think God's gonna kill everyone, dude? That's what happens. That's crazy, dude. That you everyone think that has God, to die, dude. It sounds like your God isn't that nice at all, actually. <laughs> he's actually he's actually yeah he's actually smarter than me. So this that's, is why this is why I don't believe in religion. I only worship things that think exactly the way I do based I, I love i love how people my least favorite critique of the bible is that quote unquote there's messed up stuff in it god mean yeah god mean and uh dude there's a lot of violence in the bible it's like have you ever read a book where or a Game character does a thing have you ever read the history of like the world where where people do bad stuff it's like what you like there's such a low level of literacy about what the Bible actually is. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you realize that there's rape in the Bible? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing happens. Because it's and it's because it's real and it's bad. And the people who do it usually get punished. Get punished. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like God oh, look was at, look so at, mean. God was so mean. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He had so many wives, and he was so he was so evil. Oh yeah, what was his name? Lamech. Okay, yeah. You know what happens to him? A generational curse. It's <laughs> you know? TKO'd. All right. Yeah, like it's it's awful. No, we 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 will do this. We're, Welcome we'll to the Bible like, cast. We'll be like, why doesn't God? Why doesn't God punish evil? And then God, you know, wipes out an evil, sinful kingdom. And they're like, why did God why do God that? That's so mean. That's so mean. He's such a mean God. Jesus is all right, will, but the Old Testament God, I don't know. We have like, what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that word for the? Um, for when when people overplay how like peaceful Native American tribes were. Uh. There's a word for that. That's oh, like I'm sure I don't know it, but it it's sounds. it's like a it's a it's a bias for for non non Western populations like groups of you know mm-hmm. groups of th- people in third world countries that like live in the Amazon and don't have running water. We have this idea that they're like peaceful and yeah, they're, they're just hanging know, very, out. But they're people just like us. They've also figured out how to maximize their pleasure and reduce their you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like we you know we have the same we have the same bias when it comes to like the kingdoms that were living in the land of canaan when the israelites got there we're just like oh yeah they were just chilling there but it's like no they were offering child sacrifice and they had like ritual temple prostitution yeah you know (laughs) they weren't they weren't a great group that's not very woke of them i think uh i think it's crazy that like just in the 1600s you got like the jesuits coming over it's like they got their fingers bit off so they couldn't say mass and it's like yeah you're that telling, means that you're means telling the me tribes, yeah. th- that the Catholics were the bad guys in this situation. They were coming. They brought food. They tried to learn the language, and in response, they bit off their fingers and and executed them. You know what's crazy is that that means that the populations were so integrated that the Native Americans had an understanding that they couldn't that they couldn't say mass without their fingers. Yeah, because they only cut off the three fingers you needed. Yes. Yes. They didn't cut off the pinky and the ring finger. Yeah. And so St. Isaac Jokes had to get special permission to say mass with just his Yeah, from fingers. La Popa. Yeah. And then he came back and they killed him anyway. But yep. this is a good podcast. I got to go to the bathroom and I also have to go okay. back to work. But I think you might have to crank my audio on this one. But Don't worry. I always crank mine to match yours. So I'm used really? to it. Really? I thought you. Cr- I thought I was always quiet on the pod. You were always loud on the pod. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. this, this has been a good podcast. Bit.ly slash crunch discord, patreon.com slash the crunch, twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast, twitter.com slash Ethan underscore crunch, twitter.com slash Catholic Pat, twitter.com slash the crunch cast, instagram.com slash the crunch cast, twitter.com slash Kevin James real. What's that? What's that right wing uh, social media that everyone uses? Truthsocial.com slash the crunch cast. <laughs> Check us out on truth social. We're there. We're in Donald Trump's replies. And uh, you're not going to We're just saying it. thank you, Don, over and over again. Yes. Thank you, Don. We love you, Don. All right. Orange man, good. Orange man, good. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Elon, if you're listening, and I know you are, please don't nuke a planet. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.